sometimes as busy mamas and women in general, we find ourselves tired. And I mean flat out tired. Mentally, physically, and emotionally. Just tired. T-I-R-E-D. Those are the days and times that we are most vulnerable to the enemy's attacks. And when I say the enemy, I don't mean your husband or your toddler. I mean Satan. As a Christian, he is enemy number one. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal our happiness. He wants to kill our joy and destroy our marriages and relationships. I know. I sound super doom and gloom. But you know what? I'm going to tell you a secret. God wins. There will be times where we are weary and burdened and feel like throwing in the towel. And that's okay because God has given us words to meditate on. His words to meditate on and to encourage us. He's given us examples of people and nations in the Bible that have struggled just like us. It may be a different time period, but it is the same struggle. And through these stories and examples, he has shown us that he was there for them and he will be there for us also. Now, I do not claim to be a Bible scholar, okay? I was trained as a nurse practitioner and I'm currently actively learning how to be a mother. (laughs) But I am a God-fearing mother that wants to learn more about my creator and how he wants me to live my life. So I hope this episode touches your heart like it has touched mine. Welcome to the Lifestyle Medicine Project. If you're ready to finally commit to lifelong health, feeling better, and improving your mental and physical health for good, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Jennifer Kogel, a nurse practitioner, certified functional medicine practitioner, boy mom to three, and wife. I have a calling on my life to transform the way that you view and experience healthcare because I believe that traditional medicine is leading people astray. We don't need to give a pill for the ill. We need to empower people to have a true lifestyle transformation, both internally and externally. And most importantly, commit and be disciplined to the process. It's time for you to go against the grain to get to optimal health that is going to have you feeling incredible. I can't wait to create a true lifestyle change with you. Let's mandate vegetables and tackle this project together. Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says, Go in through the narrow gate. The gate that leads to destruction is bad and the road wide. So many people enter through it. But the gate that leads to life is narrow and the road difficult. So few people find it. This verse comes from Jesus while he's talking to his disciples. And he tells us there are two ways. The broad way and the narrow way. The broad way, which is the easy way, or if you want to look at it, like the most popular way. 
the fact that, quote-unquote, everybody is doing it does not make it right. Okay? The example that your parents used or whoever used when you were younger, well, if everybody else is jumping off the bridge, are you going to do it? You know, like, probably not the best decision. Let's try to think for ourselves. Okay? So the broad way, it's easy and it's popular. The narrow way. The narrow way is the way that everybody looks at and they're like, mm, I say everybody. I'm sorry. Some people look at and they say, nah, that, that looks pretty tight. Like, eh, I don't think I'm going to squeeze through there. I think I'm good. I'll just go down this wide path where everybody else is going. The narrow way it includes God's people, and God's people have always been a small minority. They have been the odd people out, the quote-unquote different ones. They have been murdered. They have been ostracized and many other horrible things that are worse than death, okay? But it says in God's word that the gates that lead to life are narrow and the road is difficult. Okay. Many people give up and decide to go the easy or the wide way because they feel the narrow way is too hard. But sister, if it's hard living the Christian life, then you must be on the right path. I know it sounds so backwards and so very different from what culture tells us, from what this world we live in tells us, okay? This world tells us everything is supposed to be easy and everything is supposed to be handed to you and you're not supposed to go through hard times. But I'm telling you right now, Jesus said this himself, the gate that leads to life is narrow and the road is difficult. Now, I'm talking to myself as much as I am talking to you sister. Okay. The last several weeks have been hard, hard. And I'm having to remind myself that this is telling me I'm on the right path. And the life that Jesus is talking about is our eternal life in heaven, where we get to be in God's presence forever. Okay? Any of my Sandalot fans. Okay? Forever. Eternity. Our difficult life on earth will be nothing compared to the life we are promised after we leave this crazy, messed up, corrupt world. So if you're walking the narrow path of life and you're following Jesus and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and God is leading you, then you are shining your light, and you are showing people who God is. And even though you're going through a hard time, you are very likely changing someone's life at this very moment. The Christian life was not promised to be easy. Now, I read the New International Version at the first part, now I'm going to read the New Living Translation, which puts it rather bluntly. And it says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad 
and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. So, if you're having a hard time, write the scripture down. Because more than likely, you are on the right path. Okay? That was our first verse. Our second verse. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that's in Ezekiel 36, 26. Now this verse um, was spoken by Ezekiel, who was a priest and a prophet. And he became a priest at age 25. Y'all, can we just go back to age 25 real quick and think about being asked to be an outspoken believer of God at 25. I'm sorry I was not that spiritually mature. Okay? I'm going to admit it right now. <clears throat> but then at age 25, he was taken captive to Babylon. And then five years later at age 30, Ezekiel starts his 22 years of ministry as a prophet after what we would probably consider a very bizarre encounter that could only come from God himself. Okay, and you can read about that encounter in Ezekiel 1. Now, when Ezekiel says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Okay, a hard heart. If you have a hard heart towards someone, a situation, whatever, this is... A message of hope. Alright, Ezekiel delivered this message, um, and it was a it was a message for the um people of God after Jerusalem fell. And he spoke of the future that included restoration and hope. And this verse is God's promise to restore Israel and and us physically and spiritually. And to accomplish this spiritual transformation, God would give them a new spiritual heart for following him and put his spirit within them to transform them and to equip them with the ability to do his will. Now, the Holy Spirit is part of the new covenant, covenant and that is part of our relationship with God. And that is promise to us. So God will change our heart of stone to a heart of flesh. He will soften our hearts if we will ask him. Okay. We're talking about the Holy Spirit working in you and in me. And all we have to do is ask him, ask him to change us. Sometimes we're in situations where we're like, if she would only stop doing X, Y, and Z, or he would only stop doing X, Y, and Z, or if this person would do whatever, okay? Sometimes it's not other people that need to be changed. It is not other people. Sometimes it is us, okay? I have experienced this time and time again. And like I said, I'm always speaking to myself when I'm speaking this to you, okay? Maybe you don't think it's you, and that's cool. 
But just know that if you are willing, God can change your heart and your mind. All you have to do is ask for the Holy Spirit to move inside of you. And you would be amazed at what would happen. The people around you don't necessarily change when you ask the Holy Spirit to change your heart. But your heart and your mind do. And God gives you his perspective instead of the worldly perspective. All right. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. That was our second verse. If you loved it, write it down, underline it in your Bible. Now the third is from Isaiah 41.10. And this comes from Isaiah the prophet. And he, um, being a prophet, God gave him visions. And through this vision and these words, God is comforting his people. Okay, his people then, his people now, us, his people. And it says, so so do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So in the previous verses prior to Isaiah 41.10, it describes other nations making idols to save them from the wrath of a very mighty earthly king that is coming their way. Okay. And they're encouraging each other to make these idols and they've made these idols. And even though these idols, these things of um, gold and, and stone and wood are supposed to save them, these Gentile nations, they have to take the idol and nail it down in place so it won't fall over when the, this person comes to conquer them. Okay. They have to nail down their idol so it won't fall over. This idol is supposed to save them. Okay, just marinate on that for a second. That just blows my mind. Okay, so even though Israel rebelled in the past, in the past, so not once, not once, many times, God is letting him know he still loves them. He will be there for them. He will give them strength. He will help them. Okay, God will be there for you. Do not fear. He says, I am with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. He's talking to you, mama. He is talking to you. He's talking to your heart. Now, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've said, no matter what you've thought, no matter what you've plotted in your mind, no matter how many times you've rebelled, no matter how many times you just not listened, not followed that calling, not spoke when you should have, or shared God's word when you should have, or felt you needed to. God has forgiven you. You just have to ask, I mean, ask him. He will forgive you and he will remind you he loves you. He wants you to know he loves you. Okay, it doesn't matter about your past actions, decisions, thoughts. God loves you. 
Okay. The New Living Translation is very similar. It says, don't be afraid for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. And that is Isaiah 41.10. Now, I will tell you now, like I told you before, I am not a Bible scholar. I am just a mother, a God-fearing mother who wants to learn more about how he loves me so that I can be a better mother, wife, sister, believer, co-worker, whatever, so I can be a better person altogether, okay? So, if I made a mistake, please message me, support at jennifercobel.com, and let me know that I made a mistake, because I am here to learn, and I am open, okay? So, if you found these verses inspiring, or comforting, or helpful in any way, write them down. Underline them in your Bible, Keep them with you so you can look at them during those hard times. Share them with a friend who you might think needs to hear them. Share God's word. Okay? So, I hope this blessed your heart and soul as much as it did mine. I hope that you learned something from this and got some insight. And I hope that you have a fantastic day, friend. Talk to you soon. Bye! Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a written review. Can't wait to hear from y'all.